What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. Now, first, I want to thank you guys for all the recent support. I know I do this all the time, but I have been missing weeks. I have been super busy. I have been... I've had a lot going on. Uh, I know people have been waiting for me to release every single thing I've been going through. Um, you know, basically all the stuff I've been involved in. It's been pretty wild, but we're getting we're getting through everything. We're all good. Um, I appreciate everyone reaching out. Uh, you know, I got this video sent to me a million times. I'm gonna play this audio. I want to start this podcast off right, and I want you guys. I want to. I'm gonna obliterate this entire freaking interview. This is this is even a massively viral video uh, with the actor John Stewart. Uh, I don't even know who the other guy is, honestly. Uh, I, w- I want to break this down for you and explain to you exactly how this is politicized. How exactly this is? There's so many lies involved in what is going on here, and then how people literally uh, use stuff like this for political gain while. Telling the truth, but technically not telling the truth. It's, it, you know, so I'm going to obliterate this entire, entire uh, clip of this video. Um, but, you know, we have, we have so many things going on in this country that now we have, you know, we talked about the Nashville shooter in the one, uh, you know, briefly in the, in the last podcast, we talked about certain different things. Um, but there's this video that's been going around with John Stewart talking to I can't remember, I don't even know who this guy is. Yeah, he's from Oklahoma. I know that cuz he has an Oklahoma pin on him. I don't really know who he is. Um and they're basically debating in, in it's like you're comparing apples and oranges. They're two totally different situations. You're you know, tomato tomato, whatever you want to call it, whatever your expression is. You're literally um talking about two different subjects, two different problems and trying to use one against the other and they have nothing to do with each other. You know, it, it really doesn't have anything to do with each other. So I'll play that audio. I'll play the, the about a minute clip for you here, and I'll start breaking it down for you. You want to ban drag show readings to children? To my why? yes. Why? 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 What are you protecting? Why can we prohibit children from voting? Those under eighteen from voting. Why are you banning that? Is is that free speech? Are you infringing on that performer's free speech? They can continue to exercise their free speech, just not in front of a child. Why? Because the government does have a responsibility to protect. I'm sorry. The government does have a responsibility uh-huh. in certain instances. To What's the children? leading cause of death amongst children in this country? And I'm going to give you a hint. It's not drag show readings to children. Correct, yes. So what is it? I'm presuming you're going to say it's firearms. No, I'm not going to say it like it's an opinion. That's what it is. It's firearms. More than cancer, more than car accidents. And what you're telling me is you don't mind infringing free speech to protect children from this amorphous thing that you think of. But when it comes to children that have died, you don't give a flying fuck to stop that because that shall not be infringed. That is hypocrisy at its highest order. Okay, let's break this down because, I mean, I'm sitting here smiling the entire time at that entire, entire thing. Number one, we'll we'll talk about these drag show things. I don't. That's uh, dude. That's a totally different subject. He's trying to compare, right? So, John Stewart, which I don't understand. You know, when I, I I've listened to this guy talk, I don't know how many times. Um, I don't understand why he has, why he he's doing all this political stuff when, you know, he you know, he's an actor. Why do people listen to, I've always said this, why do people listen to actors? They're literally actors. They pull on your heartstrings, whatever. So he already knew what he was going in. They're going to talk to him. Number one, you're cutting him off. 
Number number one, you're cutting the guy off. You didn't even you didn't even let him finish a point, and then you want to sit here and talk about guns. Okay, so let's 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 start. Let's talk about guns. Let's talk about the uh, leading cause of death in children. Is he is it is it a true statistic? Yes, absolutely. Firearm related injuries is the leading cause of deaths right now. Uh, to adolescents, which is a person from the age of one to 19 years old. Yes, it is absolutely correct. Now, this is what I was talking about when you're telling the truth, but you're also not telling the truth. So let's look at the data. I have a graph sitting here. This is actually from the CDC and also was uh, brought up by the FBI. So the leading cause of death in adolescents uh, per 100,000 children and adolescents uh, from the year, you know, as far back as 1999 all the way to 2023. M motor car accidents have always been the leading cause, right? So that's all the way at a 10. So it's, it's literally, um, you know, it's at a 10. And then it, I'm, I'm sorry, let me, I mean, 1999, it was a 10. Firearms was at a four. Okay. And then it goes, it, it stays pretty stagnant right there, right? But then motor vehicles started dropping off around 2008. This is around the time that they started implementing almost every new vehicle you'll start noticing around the, around 2007 on. Uh, basically, all motor vehicles are, are pretty much required to have airbags in the sides. You know, the basically, you know, the safety of motor vehicles has become very, very um, advanced in protecting people from rollovers with you know like you said you have you have airbags in the side door you have airbags in the you know the, the little um on the sides of the windshield so there's no broken glass usually people don't get ejected from vehicles so that that was already on on a you know a downward slope around 2007 2008 and then it, it stayed steady around a six or between a six and a five from 2009 all the way to you know today uh but there's where they cross over is all of a sudden in 2020, firearms went skyrocketing. I mean, you can call it a skyrocket, but it's it basically went from a 4.0 up to a, a 6.0, and then motor vehicles dropped off from a 5.5 down to a 4.0, and then back up to a 5. Now, if you guys were paying attention to the year that I mentioned, what year did this start happening? 2020 now i mean i don't know about you but i could think of one huge major worldly event that happened in 2020 um i think it was called the pandemic I, I i think that's when everyone was stuck at home so number one motor vehicles were not being driven um so there wasn't as many people on the road so yeah i mean i mean with less people on the road i think you would have less car accidents um and then, uh, but then that makes no sense. If everyone's locked at home, why would the, the firearm related injuries go up? Oh, I think John Stewart forgot to mention that the adolescent, child and adolescent, you know, cause of deaths in 2020 to 2023 has skyrocketed in suicides. And they consider any single death by a firearm. Suicide is included if you use a firearm to commit suicide. Um, now, what could have happened during 2020 and then on that would uh, cause people to become more depressed and start committing suicide, among other things? 
oh, I don't know, maybe locking them in their homes. They weren't allowed to go to school. They weren't allowed to see their friends. They weren't allowed to do anything. They were stuck at home, lonely and depressed, did nothing all day. Some of these kids may have had abusive parents. Um, you know, they're stuck in a house with them. Just like, I don't know if you guys know, from 2020 to 2023 is, is the nation's highest uh, divorce rate. It's the highest domestic violence rate. The highest cases of child abuse, which may lead to children, teenagers. Again, this isn't, when he talks about children, again, they're using children to pull on your heartstrings. That's one of the leading things that they do politically is, oh, it's your children. We got to protect the children. We got to protect the children. Well, when you're talking about children and it being the highest death rate, a child or adolescent is from the ages of one to 19. You're making it seem like it's ages five to eight. It's one to 19. And a lot of the, a lot of these cases are suicides. So I wanted to point out this data. This is actually from the CDC. Um, it says right here. So the last complete year we have so far in the year 2023, which this is kind of crazy that we're in 2023. We're in April of 2023 and we don't have a complete list yet of, you know, basically definite answers it says here on on the cdc website uh how many gun or how many people die from gun related injuries in the u.s each year it says in 2020 the most recent year for which complete data is available 45,222 people died from gun related injuries in the u.s and according to the cdc that figure includes gun murders and gun suicides along with three others uh, less common gun type of gun related deaths tracked by the CDC. Those were unintentional. Those that were involved law enforcement and those were those whose circumstances could not be determined. The total excludes deaths in which gunshot injuries uh, played a contributing but not principal role. Um, CDC uh, fatality statistics are based on information contained or uh, in official death certificates, which identify a single cause of death. Um, so suicides accounted for. Uh, more than half of U.S. gun deaths in 2020 alone. Um, so you can see here on the little graph, 50, 54% of of uh, gun deaths in 2020 were suicide. 43 were murder, whether it was you know some somebody shooting somebody else or a police officer shooting another person or you know basically somebody shot somebody. Um, and then three percent is other. Uh, the other includes deaths that were unintentional, involved law enforcement. Oh, okay. So the three is the law enforcement. My bad. I excuse me. I'm gonna leave that in there. I'm gonna edit that out. So the other, the three percent, which actually, there you go. Actually, that kind of helps out your argument when it comes to you know gun gun related stuff that involves police officers. So 43 percent is murder, 54 percent is suicide, three percent is other. Now, you may think 43 and 54 are pretty close, but when you're talking about 45,000 people died from gun-related injuries in 2020, over 54 or 50% is suicide. So you're literally talking about, uh, if you're at 45%, you're literally talking about what? In the ballpark of 21,000 people versus what they tell you is 45,000. They use the whole number. Um, so right here it says, what, what, what share of the U.S. gun deaths uh, are murders and what are suicides? Um, so though they tend to get less public attention, uh, than gun related murder, suicides have accounted for the ma majority of U S gun deaths in 2020. Uh, so here you go. Actually, there you go. I was, you know, pretty much where they are. 22,292 were suicide while 18,000 were murders. Um, the remaining gun deaths were unintentional, which 535 involved law enforcement, 611 or had undetermined circumstances, which is 400. So you're literally talking about less than 2000 for the, uh, for the others. Um, so no, you know, then you have a graph here 
that I wanted I wanted to show you. Uh, U.S. gun suicide and gun murder rates have increased in recent years. Okay, so you know you, you, this goes all the way back to 1972. Murders was at 7.2. This uh, remember remember this number, guys. In 1972, when you had very you know a lot less gun laws and a lot less restrictions and all this other stuff. So in 1972. You were at it, so it's per hundred thousand people, right? And this is this is also including adults now. This is not just children. Um, you're at in 1972. You're at a 7.2 for murder, a 7.7 for suicide. Okay. Now these graphs, suicide is always higher than murder. It's literally the entire time there are always more suicides than murder. Now murder actually dropped off in 2000. In 2000, it was all the way down. It was all the way down to like a 4.0 and stayed down there all the way up until about 2020 and it went up to 6.2. But yet suicides was dropped off during 2000 and went all the way back up to a 7.0 where, you know, again, suicide rate is still higher than the murder rate, but it stays about the same. So it, 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 it literally it basically stays the same through all your laws. Through all of your laws, now number one, I can point out to you guys during 1988 all the way to about the year 1997 was when we were at the height of mainly LA and New Orleans and all that. You can go to the gangs were on a rise, the Crips and Bloods. They they accounted for a lot of the gun the gun murders during that time. Um, you know, you can look look it up for yourself, but you had a huge drop off in the year 2000 for murders all the way to basically 2016. What exactly happened? Um, when you actually look at some of the laws that were passed in certain States, uh, some of these States actually became uh constitute, not so much constitutional carry, but it, it became easier to carry a gun. Uh, murder rates. I know went down in certain States that were initially high, uh, you know, because again, no one knows who has a gun and who doesn't have a gun. Now um, I wanted to, point out to you guys here i want to point out you know another statistic here for you guys what exactly is a mass shooting it was like everybody wants to talk about mass shootings everyone wants to talk about um you know there's there's been this many mass shootings like for example when you look at uh this graph right here it says ma mass shootings in the u.s have risen um incidents in which four or more people were killed or injured uh 2014, you only had 273, and then, you know, it kind of stays along that line around around the 300 mark all the way to about, to about 2018, and then 2019, you had 417, 2020, you had 610, 2021, you had 690, 2022, you had 647, and in 2023, they say you're, you're already at 146, right? That's including the Nashville shooting as well, um, but the mass shooting, the, the term mass shooting has been redefined by the FBI, they also, that's the same thing they call an active shooter incident as defined by the FBI, an event in which one or more individuals are, quote, actively engaged in killing or attempting to kill people in a populated area. Implicit in the definition is the shooter's use of a firearm. The FBI has not has not set a minimum number of casualties to qualify an event as a mass shooting, but the U.S. statute uh, defines a mass killing as three or more killings in a single incident. For the purpose of this article, both sets of criteria will be applied to turn to the term mass shooting with the distinction that the shooter or shooters are not included in any fatality. So basically, um, again, there's a so again, 
Number number of shootings per year uh, during the year 1994 to uh, 2004, you had the quote unquote assault weapons ban. Um, you had the assault weapons ban, but yet for some reason, uh, between 19 1997 and 2000 it was higher than it ever was in the middle of this quote i I keep doing air quotes assault weapons ban right um now if you look at the if you look so mass shootings in the united states you have a graph here there's there's a graph here that you know i'm trying to figure out what year this is i'm not entirely what sure what year this is but the thing that you'll notice about this map the most the main thing you're going to, you would notice if you guys seen this map is it shows the entire U.S. and where the most mass shootings took place. Um, number one, most of them are in California. Most of them are in California, New York City, and Illinois. But the th- but my the biggest thing is, what do those three states have in common? They have the strictest gun laws. Like you can't even buy a gun. Like you literally cannot buy a gun. Pretty much in all of Illinois, it is basically banned statewide. You can't even own a gun. But yet, if the guns are banned, how do how do how do you have some of the most quote unquote mass shootings? Again, mass shooting just means three or more killings in a single event. There's a lot of gangs in the area, and there's a drive by or whatever. If there's three people that end up dying. That's a mass shooting. And, you know, then you have a bunch down here by L.A. You know, you have a bunch up here by San Francisco. But it doesn't make sense if you had so many, so many more laws than some of these other states. I mean, Montana had none. Wyoming had none. You know, yeah, sure. We talk about the population, but they also have literally no, like really no gun laws in these states. Idaho has none. Um, you have one in South Dakota. You have two in Oklahoma. You have one in Arkansas. Even Louisiana has gone down. And you literally have one in 2016, the Baton Rouge police shooting. There are three fatalities in 2016. And, you know, um, now, I'm sure there's more this map isn't showing, but why are all the blips in these three states? Once again, it comes down to, it, it literally comes down to, um, you never know who has a gun. It's an open season. I made this example. Let me give you guys an example real quick. I was having this conversation with my dad, and I explained to him, let's just hypothetically do this for a second. Let's, hy- let's hypothetically do this. You know, in 2017, this country had 326 million people. Okay. In the entire United States, all 50 across all 50 states, there's 326 million people. In the U.S., the estimated number of firearms that they know of that were legally obtained is over 400 million guns. That is an estimate an estimate of civilian firearms per hundred people of 120 firearms. Okay. Number one, how would you ever take all those away? I mean, even, even if you, even if you, uh, you know, made a, a, a ban, you had to turn them in, all this other stuff. There's so many, there's so many loopholes around the entire thing. I'm not going to say publicly on my podcast exactly what my excuse would be, but I already have it set in stone exactly what would end up happening. Uh, <laughs> but there's no way anyone's, you know, no one's ever going to give those up. Number two, you literally cannot repeal the Second Amendment whether you like it or not. 
you you can cry about it you can get upset about it it doesn't matter you literally cannot do it it, it cannot be done it cannot be an executive order the, you know you know, the the government really can't vote on it there's nothing that you can do they've already infringed on part of the second amendment by even having a quote unquote assault weapons ban when literally an assault weapon is not re- a real thing um that's just a scary term so now again you know once again uh how how would you do that? Hypothetically, how could you do that? You know, people just say take them away. It doesn't work that way. It does. It doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. You're never gonna get them off the street. So what's gonna end up happening is let's just say again hypothetically, let's say every single law-abiding citizen turned over every single gun that they own. What ends up happening after that? It's an open season on civilians because who has the who has the guns? The criminals that didn't turn them in. And they know you. we all did. Now, what I always find interesting is how they always want to go after AR-15s, which are basically semi-automatic rifles. They do this. They function and do the exact same thing as handguns. But yet, when you, know, you look at this statistic here by the CDC and the FBI, the most commonly used gun in mass shootings are handguns. They are semi-automatic pistols. What does that mean? What is what it, the easiest way to explain what a semi-automatic is? Is one trigger pull is one bullet. You cannot own anything that is fully auto, where you pull you pull the trigger and it just starts spraying bullets out there. That is what's banned. Assault rifle is not a real thing. Number one, assault. Uh, you know, you can take a golf club and it's literally a golf club. When you hit someone over the head with it, now it's an assault golf club. That's literally what they're doing. They're putting a little extra word in there to scare you. Um, you can actually do, you know, anyone that knows anything about guns, I've told many people this. Um, you uh, <laughs> you can do more damage with a handgun in a mass shooting or, you know, whatever you want to call it, with a handgun than you can with the rifle. You cannot conceal carry a rifle into a public area. Everyone's going to see it. A handgun, you can get into the middle of a bunch of people and use it. It's easier to control. It's easier to more compact. It, it, there's, it doesn't make any sense why anyone would actually would actually want to use a rifle in a shooting. First, you know, a mass shooting anyways. But the reason why handguns are so popular in this statistic of mass shootings is because it can be concealed. You walk up to a group of people and then you end up using it on them. That's, that's why it's more commonly used. They don't, but they don't talk about that. They only want to talk about the big, scary black rifle. It's so stupid. Um, so, so yeah, so the, you know, when John Stewart talks about, when John Stewart talks about, yeah, that is the leading cause of death to children. He's not telling you the entire truth of why that's true. He's using it for a political argument. It has nothing to do with drag queen shows or anything. Again, we'll get into that in a second. But I wanted to talk about one more statistic. So people were talking about United States is the leading country in the world with the most gun violence, right? There's actually a really interesting statistic sorry, on this uh, that doesn't make that make sense. I wish I, I wish this was a video podcast. I, I, you guys can see this graph yourself. You can actually get it from usnews.com and try and find it. It says how the U.S. compares to the world on guns. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna read this entire art, article to you. Um, 
But I'll, I'll read part of it. It says, January has been another month of devastating gun violence in the United States as a string of mass shootings uh, impacted uh, California. And again, this was written in January of this year. Uh, indeed, the U.S. continues to set itself apart from its international peers in terms of gun ownership and firearm deaths, right? So, <laughs> so in 2017, U.S. civilians held an average of 120 and a half firearms per 100 people, the highest rate in the world by a factor of more than two. Followed by Yemen, fifty-two point eight, is you know, so so we have a hundred and twenty and a half firearms per hundred people. When the second place is Yemen, which is fifty-two point eight firearms per hundred people, so we're more than double second place in gun ownership, right? Um, uh, so it says amongst two hundred four countries analyzed by the Institute of Health Metrics and Evaluation, the U.S. Ca came in 20th for the highest rate of firearm deaths. Americans died due to firearms at a rate of 11.3 per 100,000 people. Among the 40 largest countries in the world, the United States ranked fourth after Colombia, Brazil, and Mexico in terms of having the highest rate of deaths due to firearms for 2014 to 2020. Gun-related deaths in the U.S. rose 35% to nonpartisan data center, but most of those deaths have not been accounted for because... Uh, is believed by the CDC and the FBI that a lot of those deaths were due to suicide and not murder. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So if you look at this graph here, so you look at this graph here, it shows on the left side, death rate per 100,000 people, okay? Death rate per 100,000 people. On the bottom, it's guns per 100 people. You have this lonely little blue mark all the way out to the right. At a hunt, so you have over 120 guns per per um, per hundred people. That means most of the civilization, you know, most people own at least two firearms, pretty much. Then all of a sudden, on the left, you have all these other ones that are all down by between between zero and 20. But then you have a, you know the other ones, so Mexico, Brazil, and Colombia have you know higher deaths per hundred thousand people. So Colombia is leading. Colombia number of gun related deaths is thirteen thousand one hundred and seventy one. So their gun deaths per hundred thousand people is twenty seven point six. Twenty seven point six. Okay. Brazil had forty nine thousand gun related deaths, almost fifty thousand, but yet their guns per hundred people is only eight point three. But you had so your guns per death is a hundred hundred thousand per hundred thousand is twenty two which is still higher than the United States. Uh, Mexico had 12 guns per 100 people, significantly lower than the United States, still had 22,000 gun-related deaths, guns per 100,000 people, 17.7. Now, it doesn't make sense. Now, a lot of people are going to say, well, what about suicides? What about suicides? Yeah, but look at how many guns are in the public. If you're looking at the number of gun ownership, their gun ownership is so low. How is your violence that high? Whether it be suicide, whether whether it be murder, how can those numbers be as high as they are if the gun ownership is more than like 10 times less than what it is in the United States? And mind you, Colombia only has about a 51 million population. 51 million. Compared to the United States of 380 million plus nowadays. 
but, but yet you're having you know you have a higher per hundred thousand now brazil um they they have a population of about 214 million uh you know so it's it, it, it kind of makes more sense you know that, because they have so many people there and then mexico has 126 million people but yet they're having still more gun deaths per hundred thousand people when we have more we have more citizens in the United States and all those three other countries, we actually have like 10 times as many guns per hundred people. But yet, you know, Brazil actually had beat the number of gun related deaths versus, you know, the United States, but Mexico had less deaths, but more per hundred thousand people and Colombia, same thing, you know, way less deaths, but way more per hundred thousand people, especially in countries that it isn't exactly easy to buy a firearm legally in these countries. So the notion that they're giving you is guns are easy to buy. Guns are killing all the kids. This is not true. It's, it's, it's true, but it's not true. You know, you see what I'm saying here? It's true, but it's not true. That's how they play the game. It's how they, they pull on your heartstrings. That's that's why if you ever question any of these mass shootings that happen in schools, you're a piece of trash that don't care about the kids, and that's what they use against you. That's that's their whole argument. So what what needs to be done about guns? Now, this is where I get to the part where I know people who I'm friends with who are gonna di who are gonna disagree with me. Um, you know, so they they you know they're gonna disagree with me. That's fine. It is okay. But there needs to be, I've always said this, there needs to be some kind of common sense gun loss. Um, like, for example, uh, there needs to be, and not, not so much a mental health check, it just should, there should be something in place where if you are actively seeing a therapist and the therapist sees you as unfit to own a gun, you temporarily can lose them. Uh, if they think you have violent tendencies, just like if, just like if you're a violent felon, you can't own a gun. Um, if you're going to a therapist and you're telling them certain stuff that makes them deem that you should have them temporarily temporarily taken away until they deem that it's safe for you to have some, that you know we have a mental issue crisis in this, in, you know, a mental health issue crisis in this country. People cannot deny it. it. It's it's absolute fact, and it's gotten worse, way worse after 2020, locking everybody in their house and the social anxiety people have, and it, it, there's there's a lot going on that people are not talking about. Um, you know, so, the, you know, mental health crisis is a big thing. Pushing pills on people is a big thing. Um, you should not, I mean, me personally, you should not be owning a gun if you were on antidepressants, if you were on any kind of medicine that messes with your brain function it is, it, it just, that's not, that's the common denominator. People can say whatever they want. You can blame it on trans people. You can blame it on, you know, white supremacists, whatever you want to blame it on. The fact the common denominator in all these mass shootings or the ones that we know about that aren't gang related or whatever they're, the common denominator is they're always on some kind of antidepressant or seeing a therapist for this, that, or the other. It's a mental health issue. And there's no denying that. Yeah. We talked about this with the Nashville shooter. Yes, it is true. The last like four or five big, big news stories was somebody that was either non-binary, was a trans male, was a trans female, you know, and I, this is where people get pissed off. That's, I think it's a mental health issue. That's my opinion. Um, that's the way I see it. Now, again, we're not going to get into that just yet, but there needs to be some kind of some kind of mental health, not check, but there needs to be some kind of laws where I think therapists can maybe step in. 
Now, it, you need to make sure it cannot be abused, right? You know, where people can just deem you, people can just deem you psychotic and take your guns away. I mean, you find a loophole where they can do that. I don't know where I go to the doctor. I tell him I'm not feeling good. They're like, oh, he's insane. Take his guns. You know? <laughs> I'm a conspiracy theorist all you want. It can happen. <laughs> now, you know, but there needs to be something that's done do we just don't have a bunch of idiots running around with them but at the same time you want to make the argument second amendment shall not be infringed it's already been infringed infringed upon as it is you know you know once again I, I, i'll give people the example the second amendment was not created to protect you from your neighbor it was created to take to to protect yourselves from a tyrannical government from taking over you know, such as uh, that's where you would have a huge issue. People don't understand this. Let's say we, we, you know, we, you get Joe Biden in there, and he want he tells everybody you must give up your guns, blah blah blah. We're going to come take them by force. You would have a war on your hands because this is exactly that's exactly why we have the Second Amendment, so you can't take our guns. You know, Stalin took the guns. Uh, you know, Hitler took guns, and they took over the entire society. You know, and you see what damage a lot of these pe- dictators did. Which is why in America we have the Second Amendment, not to protect me from you, it's to protect myself from the ty- tyrannical government and, and just tyranny. Yeah, so they cannot come in and tell you to give up, give up your guns because they would be going against the Constitution that created this country and founded this country. You know, I like I love the stand-up comedy skit where the very first one is, very first you know amendment is freedom of speech, but. If people don't want to respect your freedom of speech, we'll give you the second amendment and get a gun. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's a good comedy skit, but at the same time, it's kind of it's kind of funny how that was the second thing we wrote was to it was to protect ourselves from the government, not from our neighbors. Even though nowadays, yes, you need to protect yourself from, your, from some of your neighbors, but yeah. So that's about as far as I got on all this research for you guys. So you know, again. They're telling the truth, but they're not telling the truth. That's how politics is played. If you guys want to sit here and post political stuff, you guys want to sit here and talk politics, you have to understand the, the game plan. You have to understand what you know how to how to play the game. You have to you have to understand it. The, the dirty game that these guys play. So again, in this video, I'm not going to play it again. John Stewart is playing a perfect game that they play nowadays, where in reality, in this one-minute clip, the other guy didn't even didn't even basically say anything. So John Stewart got him talking about you know drag queen story hours, right? And then before he could even say anything, he 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 because he said he he knew that he was going to say we have to protect the children. So then he turned it into a gun a gun conversation, and then he said, "Well, I presume you're going to say firearms." He goes, "Oh, you're not going to presume you're you're not going to say that. I presume it like it's an opinion. It's a fact." And then just starts yelling at him, telling him you don't give an f, blah 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 blah. And the guy's just sitting there, you know, because he's a politician, he knows what he's doing. That's why in that actually in that interview, uh, that's why they only you're only seeing that one minute clip is because he actually was speaking facts to John Stewart. If you actually can go find the whole clip that no one else wants to show you, they just want to show you. Look at John Stewart standing up for our kids. You go, John Stewart. Um, again, drag queen shows the the the, the story hour thing. And gun violence have nothing to do with each other. Again, I'm very simple. Majority of the gun violence that has gone up is kids committing suicide because you locked them in their house. You, they were depressed. They were lonely. 
it, it was a rough time. I enjoyed being at home with my family. I enjoyed being, you know, how much I, I was working before and being in, in the house with my kids, spending time with them, watching them grow. I was enjoying it. I could imagine if I was single, didn't really have that many friends, and you're just stuck watching Netflix every single freaking day with nothing else to do. You're going to get lonely. You're going to get depressed. And that's what ends up happening when you do that. Again, from 2020 to today, we have the highest divorce rates, the highest domestic violence, the highest child abuse cases that we've had in recent history because of what, what's been happening with people working from home. You know, people, you know, you have a lot of people working from home and then their kids are acting up. And they get up and beat the crap out of their kids because they can't get any work done. You locked, you know, as much as we love our wives and our husbands and all the other stuff, you lock them in the house for 24 hours straight every single freaking day. You're going to find things out about each other that you're not a big fan of. and You guys are going to get into it. it, it and that's what was happening. Um, That's enough about the um, that's enough about uh guns there's really nothing else to say about it i gave you guys statistics you can do your own research on it but you gotta look up gun murders versus gun uh suicides is a big difference huge difference um and again you can even look up for for fun i'm not i didn't i didn't pull this up so i'm not gonna take, take a second and pull this up look up worldwide uh murder rates by country not just guns look up murder rates in countries that don't have guns there actually, there's a lot of countries that are ahead of the U.S. in murder by itself. It doesn't have to be done by a gun. You know, you look at the U.K., I can tell you for a fact, they banned guns for the U.K. and what became one of the top used murder weapons? Knives. And then they banned knives. And for at one point, they're high, they had a lot of murders in, in their, you know, Europe's a big country, very populated country. Their number one murder weapon for a while became hammers. What are you going to do? Ban hammers? You know, if you want to kill somebody, you're going to end up doing it. They're going to find a way to do it. That's the sad part. You know, um, now, you know, he wants to sit here and talk about drag queen shows. I think I've been one of the most vocal people about this. I don't care if I'm a podcaster, streamer, whatever. Um, I had this conversation with, uh, I'm not going to put him out there, but a uh, family member of mine. And I disagree with the lifestyle of, uh, I'm not, I'm a traditional person, but you know, I, I think marriage is between a man and woman. You know, there's a reason why there's a man and a woman. There's a reason why you only have XX or XY chromosomes because, you know, I, I just feel that's the way it's meant to be. Now, I, again, it ain't bother, it, it doesn't really bother me. It doesn't matter. It, you do you, it's your life. You live your life. You know, I just don't have to agree with it. But I'm also not going to sit here and call you names and throw things at you and all this other stuff. But now you're see, you're starting to see people pushing the envelope right people don't realize this after the whole love is love thing you started having groups of pedophiles trying to come up and say age is just a number now luckily they were shut down pretty quick but you know you said love is love who are you to say you can't love another person well then pedophiles came out and said well she's you know she's 12 years old and she says she loves me i'm 35 you know i'm dead serious this is this is legit this actually happened um luckily people shut it down uh, but then you have people now you had people who were basically, you know, you always had transsexuals here and there, whatever it happened. But then once Bruce Jenner became Caitlyn Jenner, it became a huge thing, it became a huge thing. But now we've gotten to the point with this drag queen um, phenomenon with drag queen shows and drag queen story hour and all this other stuff. Um, now there's, Certain things 
I think are just really weird. Like, I, I don't understand why you would take your kids to one of these things. Um, I have a huge issue with the drag shows for the kids when you see all these videos that are out there of these half-naked transsexuals with their ball sack hanging out the side of their thong because it's made for women that don't have ball sacks versus you. Um, and you have kids the age of my children putting money in your thong while you're shaking your butt in front of them. Um, that's where, I'm sorry, Child Protective Services, if they were to step in, I wouldn't feel bad for you for losing your kids. That's just disgusting and it makes no sense. You know, then you have Drag Queen Story Hour, which is not just a drag queen reading your kid green eggs and ham. You can go find videos of a lot of these videos are out there now. Yes, you can find a, a majority of them. They're just reading you regular stories, but most of the stories they're reading you is about accepting that you're trans, accepting who you are, and you're teaching these children this ideology. It's an ideology. And the, and the exact definition of an ideology, I'll give it for you guys so you guys understand exactly what ideology is. It's a system of ideas and ideals, especially one which forms the basis of economic or political theory and policy. Transgenderism is a ideology they're trying to push on everybody nowadays. And now, I'm you know I am one you know I'm people know me I am Christian I've been going to church for about thirteen years you know I believe in the Bible I read it daily um, I don't believe in teaching the Bible in public schools it is an ideology that not everybody shares. School is meant for basic math. You know, yeah, you high school, you got algebra, all that stuff. Don't, don't, that's not what I'm saying. Math, history, science, biology. And then here we are now trying to, I've talked about this a million times in this podcast, you're trying to teach children. You're trying to teach children about transsexual, homosexual stuff at an age that they're not even interested in girls. You're trying to confuse them. And this is where I have a huge issue with this transsexual stuff. Do I believe that there are men out there who 100% believe that they were meant to be a woman and all this other stuff? Yeah, I believe they're out there. It's called gender dysphoria. And you know, I do think it's a mental health issue because you are who you are. You were born a man or you were born a woman. You have XX XY, or XY chromosomes and you can take whatever hormone replacement therapy you want doesn't make you into the other the other opposite sex gender sex and gender are two different things whatever you, whatever excuse you want to make you can say whatever you want take any testosterone you want whatever it doesn't change you into that I, I don't care it does it does not change just like my favorite video is it's ma'am dude's all screaming in a deep voice mother effort it's ma'am <laughs> like bro you're a straight up dude wearing women's clothes like you're not gonna sit here and tell me you're not gonna sit here and tell me that you know you're screaming at me with a super deep voice and you're and you're a female um but anyways it, it's it's one of those things where you're trying to confuse children you know back to the point and there's no reason why my eight-year-old should have to be learning about this stuff when he's actually he's not shown any interest in in girls yet he just hasn't he, he hasn't got to that age yet so why am i going to teach him about something that's going to confuse him um it's also it, it's also one of those things where why are we teaching this in schools if we can't teach the bible in schools it's an ideology it's 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 basically transgenderism has become like a religion to these people 
Everyone has to hear about it. You got to go out and preach it to, to everybody. You got to go preach your version of your gospel uh, to people. Why is it okay for you to do it? I always give the example. How would you feel if I was a teacher in school and I decided to take an hour out of every every single day and teach your kids the Bible and you're an atheist or you're a Satanist or you're Buddhist or you're you know Muslim, whatever you want to call it. How would you feel if I'm pushing my ideology and what I believe onto your children in a place that it shouldn't be. You wouldn't like it. So if I were to send my kids to public school and I find out that they're having, you know, drag queen story hour teaching the kids about transgenderism and accept the real you. Um, yeah, I'd be pretty pissed off uh, that you're trying to force this on my kids without telling me. Uh, now, you know, it's, it's also when it comes to, uh, it's, it's becoming a social thing where people are doing this because their friends are telling them to, or now their parents are feeling pressure to tell. So it's always, it was always a big thing when I was growing up that boys shouldn't play with Barbies. Girls shouldn't play with, with, uh, you know, this or that, whatever for boys. Uh, now I give this example to my brother. I was talking to him about this. I made a comment to him. We both, my brother's only two years older than me. So we went to high school together and we went to elementary school together. Um, but we both know multiple, multiple, um, guys that we went to, or, or boys that we went to school with that were super feminine. We all thought they were gay. Um, they were super feminine boys who are now grown men and some of them actually very masculine and have wife, kids, totally different. Then we also know women who were straight tomboys who dressed like a boy, sagged their pants, stuff like that, like wanting to be a boy, straight tomboy, who are now very feminine and beautiful women. It was a stage that they were going through at the time. It's it's not it's not uncommon for kids to go through a stage. Now we're trying to take that stage and make it a permanent thing. Where we're we're giving teenagers and even preteens hormone blockers we're giving them um you know you know in some places actually trying to get them to remove certain parts of their body to make them into that sex and tell them to accept the real you and then actually you know you can look at the statistic for yourself a lot of transgender people are some of these people that are committing suicide because they regret the decisions that they made it it, it it's it's a bigger thing than people are understanding you know, again, you want to become a transsexual, you want to do your thing, it's your life to live, it's a free country, it's true, you can do what you want. It's, the issue is when you're pushing this onto children, you know, and you go back to this video that I played in the very beginning where he says, how come we can, pro we can prohibit children from getting tattoos until they're 18 years old, we can prohibit them from voting until they're 18 years old, they can't even drink alcohol until they're 21 years old. And can't drive a car until they're 16 years old. But here we are at pre-10 years old telling children they can change their gender or their sex, whatever you want to call it. You know, they can't make any decisions for themselves. But here we are as parents and adults failing our children and feeding into this stage where in some places uh, they were just talking about in Canada. If your kid were to tell you, and again, this is in some parts of Canada, not all of Canada. If you're, they, they want to try and pass a law. If you, if my eight year old came to me and told me that he was a girl, and I didn't take him to go 
get, get in the process of basically hormones and all this other stuff, I'm actually basically doing a disservice to my child and I could potentially have my child taken away from me. I mean, we're, we're entering very dangerous territory for children. I mean, I, I've said this before for months on this podcast about there is a war right now against children. There is a war right now against children and protecting them from a bunch of different stuff that the next generation, you think about all the things like with this woke culture and what everyone's going through and what everybody gets offended by everything and you must accept this or else you're this, you're that, you're racist, you're transphobic, you're homophobic, whatever. Um, I'm not looking for, I'm going to be an angry old man. I'm telling you, when I, if I live to see like 70 or 80 years old and we keep going the direction we're going, I'm going to be that, that old pissed off old man at these stupid kids. That, that's my future right there. Seeing, seeing the direction where we're going in, it's actually really scary. And I'm trying to do my best as a parent to guide my children and protect them from a lot of this different stuff. Just like people have said, well, you're not going to teach your kids about gay stuff. Well, well I'll, I'll have the conversation with them when they're ready, not when they're eight, six, four, and two. They're not, again, my, my daughters haven't shown any interest in boys. My, my son hasn't shown any interest in girls. Why am I going to start teaching them about this before they're even ready to talk about it? You know, and why are we teaching kids about all this stuff in the third, fourth grade? It doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense. You're just going to grow up with a confused generation who don't know who they are, don't know what they are, and it's 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 not okay. As for these drag queen shows, that is literally. I give the example what what you see in these videos. Let's flip the tables here for a second. Let's say I took my eight year old to a strip club. Not a nude, not a nude strip club. They're wearing nothing but thongs and bras. And I let my son go into a strip club and start putting money in these girls' thongs. I would have my child taken from me immediately. Why is it okay for these, um, why is it okay for them to have these drag shows, these family-friendly drag shows where these drag queens are dancing half-naked in front of children and having them put money on them and we're supposed to accept it like this is normal? It doesn't make any sense to me. It does not make any sense to me. You know, it's it's, it's just honestly disgusting in my eyes. It'd be, it'd be disgusting if I saw somebody take the, a kid my son's age to a strip club. It'd be the same thing. It's disgusting. Absolutely outrageous. I don't see how any parent can see that as okay. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I'm trying to see if I missed anything. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to understand if I missed anything. Hopefully I did not miss anything. Because uh, it was all based on that one video with John Stewart. Uh, again, if you're gonna follow politics or you're gonna talk politics, you have to know how to play the game. And John Stewart, whoever coached him for that interview, taught him very well because he told the truth without telling the truth. Period. So that's all I got for you guys today. Uh, we will talk about this more later. I'm out, dude. I'm actively trying to get somebody on this podcast that thinks differently than I do, that thinks completely differently than I do and have a conversation. So if you're that person, reach out to me. I would love to see if you, if you think I'm wrong on everything that I said, well, let me know. We will have a conversation, not an argument. We're not going to sit here and shout at each other or anything like that. We can sit down. You can tell me, you know, you can tell me what, you know, your side and we can get a better understanding of how each other think and what, you know, and just have a conversation. We don't have to end up, end it, end it with agreeing with each other. But we're not going to sit here and yell and scream at each other. We'll have a conversation. 
and I'm look I've been looking for somebody to come on because there's been people that have e actually sent me emails, DMs with some of the things that I've said. Like I expect some from this podcast, but I I will give them the opportunity. Hey man, so sit down in Discord and have a conversation. They always turn it down. Why? In my personal opinion, is because it can't the the what I've talked about cannot be defended. You know, I gave you statistics on guns that you can go look up yourself. You're going to find certain news articles that aren't telling the whole truth. But then if you actually look at the actual statistics of murders and suicides, you're going to find suicides are the leading cause of gun violence. And they, they are only telling you the number of gun violence, not what the gun violence is. You know, the same thing with this drag queen stuff. They're not going to, sh they're not going to show you, you know, they're not going to show you a bunch of the half naked drag queens dancing in front of people. They're going to show you, Oh look, she's reading green eggs and ham. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's not happening everywhere. That's that's actually not even the majority of it. The majority of it is the story hour is you're reading people how to transition and you're trying to teach these children how to transition. The same the same way as if I were to sit down in front of your kids and read them the Bible, you would say that I'm trying to force my religion down their throat. This new transgenderism, this woke culture is a religion you're trying to shove down everybody's throat. The same way you think it's not okay for me to shove my religion and the Bible down your kid's throat is the same way... You should not be trying to shove your new religion down my child's throat or my throat. Plan is that. So that's all I got for you guys today. I appreciate you guys listening. You know, if you guys made it all the way through the end without agreeing with me, props to you. Um, you can find this podcast on all major podcasts, but the best way to help this podcast grow, share it with a friend. Please, I ask you guys, Share this podcast with a friend, especially this one right here. If you have anybody that's anti-gun or whatever, you guys are, you know, say, hey, you know, listen to this. There's statistics in there. Look it up yourself. Boom. Share it with a friend. Greatly appreciate it. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any major uh, podcast network. You know, you can leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It is greatly appreciated. If you think I'm homophobic, transphobic, gun-loving, racist, whatever you want to call it, leave me a one-star review. I really don't care. Um... Yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. So until next time, guys, stay safe, stay blessed. And I'll see you on the next episode.